welcome everyone to your bubble of wellness through science, cultivating a new generation. This space of time and empowered information was designed so that you can have a relaxing adventure with your inner health, understanding its five core pillars that also assemble your life. We'll go deep into the science and wellness of nutrition, exercise and metabolism, emotions, consciousness and meditation, and abundance. So relax, enjoy, and keep a student mindset to cultivate your life. Welcome everyone to our episode 32 of our podcast, Cultivating a New Generation, season two. In today's episode, we are going to talk about harnessing the power of your attention. And we are going to discuss, analyze, and reflect of an article which is speaking of mind fitness and mental armor, enhancing your performance and building warrior resilience. So we need to really pay attention to the type of things that are happening in our working memory and in our perception of the things so that we can enhance really the power of our attention. Because if we don't have attention for the things or our span is too short, then of course we are going to have several issues. One of them is that we are not longer seeing the bigger picture and we are also not absorbing the kind of information that we need. So to start the reflection, we are going to talk about the capacity of working memory. What is the working memory? Is the ability to maintain and manipulate the information over a short period of time or a short interval. It can become derailed by task unrelated thought. And of course, a phenomenon known as mind wandering. What is that? Mind wandering is whenever you are distracted, whenever you let those thoughts, random thoughts to pop up in your mind and to drive you in another direction. So once we define the working memory, we need to realize that that is the most powerful tool that we have in order to increase our productivity and also to understand what is happening with the information that we are receiving. Uh, one prominent model of mind wandering that was explained in the article referred to as the executive resource account. That was defined in 2006 and 2014 by several researchers. And it proposes that mind wandering may compete with the working memory processing demands for a limited pool of executive resources. What this means is that we have a set of resources to work in a certain task. And once we deplete those kind of resources, the mind wander system will try to uh, take advantage of that uh, stamina that you already depleted with your working memory. A prediction of the executive's resources account is that the likelihood of the mind wandering's occurrence will be tied to the resource requirement of the primary task at hand. 
That was also researched in the years 2006 and 7 by Smallwood and other researchers. Support for this prediction comes from studies such as the one performed in 2009 by Smallwood, in which less mind wandering was reported by the participants during a working memory task versus a choice reaction time task. So those are two different kinds of tasks differing in the amount of executive resources that you are going to use for the working memory processes. Therefore, you are going to compare the type of task in order to also uh, relate that or compare that to the type of, of task that you can have during your days and align them to better serve you instead of just driving you away by mind-wandering processes. The working memory task requires executive resources to be used in the service of encoding the memorandum, so the list of tasks, as well as maintaining and updating the information over short intervals, while the choice reaction time task didn't. Why? Because when you need or you have a choice and a reaction and you are going to use the kind of memory just for a very brief period of time while you need the reaction, then you don't need to save up space for the list of data that you are going to receive in other types of, of task. However, a task resource requirements may change with practice and with greater time on the task. With more practice, time comes more experience and we have all verified that we can all uh, have the practice tools to do that because that is what happens when we start developing a habit many things that we are doing now are automatic or they become habits with more practice times comes more experience and we know that but certainly if you don't pay attention to the information that's where you can take the biasing um, shortcut of just trying to do things quickly without really using your brain for what it's made for. Some leading tasks become automated when we repeat them and we give them practice. When this occurs, the reliance on executive resources may diminish increasing the available pool of resources to engage in mind wandering. That is what happens whenever we drive a car, for example. When we are driving and we already um, excel and have performance in driving a car, we can do other things. We can listen to a podcast, we can listen to an audiobook, we can listen to music, we can talk with someone else because our minds already have that working memory um, in the background, let's say, because driving the driving experience is already a habit. That means that you also can be distracted. And that's what happens in many, many jobs. Whenever they have 
routinary tasks and once they dominated the task, they just keep mind wandering most of the time. And that's why people work eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day, because most of the times they are just mind wandering. If they could use their attention and their executive memory to get rid of the blocks of tasks in short periods of time, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have to work more than four to six hours at the most. As such, when tasks require fewer executive resources for successful task performance, either due to the low demand or practice-related automation, remaining resources may be commandering by mind-wandering. Yet, not all the tasks are amenable to practice-related automations. So there are some types of tasks that are complex that even if we already develop a habit or even if they are easier now, they still require a large amount of resources in terms of the executive memory that you are using. That's why your mind keeps the focus and you can really move on in the... Um, experience of knowledge or moving the needle in the type of task. Smallwood in 2002 found that attention demanding tasks failed to demonstrate improvements with greater time on task. In their study, mind wandering was proved while participants perform a verbal fluency task in which both task performance and self-reported mind-wandering remain stable despite the block length, despite the time. Furthermore, in continuous performance tasks emphasizing sustained attention, performance has been found to wane over time, a pattern referred to as the vigilance decrement phenomena. See, those kind of experiences that we have with extended periods of time that we are allowing ourselves to do, they are just going to end up in the process of uh, distracting your mind, letting your mind to wander because our brain is not designed to um, be continuously paying attention. And that can be proved in many, many uh, types of strategies, marketing strategies that use videos, short videos, because the attention of people is really, really small. So what can we do in order to improve our attention and the working memory that we are using, having short periods of time to develop the task, then rest the brain. One prominent theoretical explanation for vigilance decrement is the resource depletion hypothesis in which greater time on task is proposed to deplete a limited pool of executive resources, resulting in fewer resources available to successfully perform the task. So that is what happens. We, it's like running, it is not the same running a sprint race of uh, 100 meters, 400 meters, then running 5K, then running 10K, then running 42K or a marathon. 
So they require different preparation, they require different stamina, and they require different types of uh, attention to the type of resources that we are going to use. And of course, we are going to uh, require more, uh, more stamina in a race of 10K, 15, 21, or 42 kilometers than in one of any other distance. So this is the same that happens with your brain. You have a limited type of resources for a certain period of time. So once you are um, depleting the resources for mind working or executive, sorry, executive memory, you are going to start mind wandering. In 2015, Thompson, Besner, and Smilek suggested that mind wandering may play a role in vigilance decrements according to their resource control account motivational factors that may lead to a reduction in task engagement over time, causing the executive resources to shift away from the task at hand toward mind wandering. In line with this view, studies that use vigilance tasks in which mind wandering was indexed report that performance decreases and mind wandering increases with greater time on task. That's what also happens with motivation. And this is extremely important, a very important point that also many type of jobs suffer from that. Once people are not motivated to doing their job or they are not enjoying what they are doing, they tend to have less amount of resources for the type of memory that they are using for the tasks. So that means that motivation is an extremely factor, important factor that is going to enhance the productivity of your employees. So if you really want to improve the quality of work that you are delivering, pay attention to the type of motivation that people are having in their offices. Prior studies have found that the rate of performance decline over time is greater in tasks with high against low demand. In 2004, that was discovered and Thompson in 2015 hypothesized that if these decrements are driven by task disengagement in the service of mind wandering, there should be greater mind wandering over time for high against low demand task. Testing this hypothesis would require an experimental paradigm in which executive demands are varied over trials so that the effects of high against low demand and on performance and mind wandering can be evaluated. Mind wandering is proved at regular intervals over the course of the experiment and three, performance degradation is observed with greater time of, on task. So now we are including one more variable, which is the complexity of the things that you are doing. And as we mentioned here in the research evidence, is the best strategy to work in your days is to um, intercalate or mix uh, the type of activities that you are doing. 
you can do one complex activity at the first hour in the morning that your mind has more power and it is not tired. Once you uh, deplete some resources, you can just do a mechanical type of task so that your brain rests. And if you are mind wandering, it doesn't matter because it's just a mechanical or a habitual type of task. So if we vary the type of task in this way, and in addition to that, we align with the time that we are using, we are going to have a much better um, memory, a much better knowledge enhancement, and a much wider and expanded productivity. That current study employed a paradigm to satisfy all these requirements, all these three requirements, in order to investigate this hypothesis in the context of a, of a visual working memory task. What happened in this kind of experiment? They assessed the participant performance during a delayed recognition visual working memory task in which the demand was manipulated by varying the mnemonic load so that the remembering of things that already pass in your awareness of the visual perception. And they do it throughout a block of time. Although prior studies have investigated mind wandering during complex span tasks, then they use a visual delayed recognition task to understand the maintenance related processes for visual information over short intervals. So what this means is that sometimes, for example, we are in a meeting, we are in a presentation, we are in a conference, and we have a certain span of time in terms of the visual attention that we are going to have for the slides that the, that the speaker is using. And we are going to start mind wandering as the time extends. That's why, for example, a very good strategy to make more productive and more impactful presentations is to shorten them to 18 to 20 minutes. That's what the experts on TED, the speakers event, um, they do it in those amount of time due to this kind of um, shortage of resources of our brain. Their manipulation of mnemonic demand, on the other hand, could be better constrained to maintenance processes allowing us to examine the influence of time on task and the mind wandering on, on working memory. The key question of interest in this kind of experiment was to determine if working memory task performance and mind wandering fluctuate, vary with greater time on task or in a demand sensitive manner. So what is more important, time, or complexity. Herein, they investigated the influence of time on task, on mind wandering and working memory maintenance processes. 
they employed a lengthy working memory delayed recognition task in which the maintenance demands were varied at two levels, high load, two phases, low load, one phase. So they had to memorize two phases in a complex task, one phase in the simple task. And mind-wandering was proved throughout the experiment. The findings support a key prediction of the resource control account proposed by Thompson in 2015 that high demand results in greater increase of mind wandering over time. This is a very important finding in the research. Whenever we increase the complexity of the task, our attention becomes shorter because we are demanding a lot of resources from our brain. So that can give you a key that you can split the complex task that you have in your job or in your school or in whatever you are doing in your life. Try to split them so that you don't deplete your brain and so that you really solve the, kind, the type of issues. And this is something that also in many type of jobs they don't understand and they just demand the type of stamina for people that they cannot be performed, just allowing them to have more mind wandering or overwhelm or negative emotions, which means that eventually they won't be motivated to perform the type of tasks and they will leave the job. So that's the explanation of the high uh, rotation of personnel that many companies have. Results from the hierarchical linear modeling reveal that similar to prior studies manipulating maintenance demands via the memory load, task accuracy was lower for high to low load trials. What does this mean? It means that as you increase the complexity of things, also the accuracy the assertiveness or the quality of your work will be going down. That's why you need to split the complex task into small pieces of um, production, blocks of production. So the relationship between mind wandering and accuracy did not change as a function of whether subjects were completing a high or low load trial. So this means that whenever you uh, allow your time to be short, even if the task is complex, you are going to be able to perform it with quality instead of extending the period of time and of course increasing the load or the complexity of the task. A considerable limitation of the executive resource account is the interpretation of why mind wandering increases with time on task. A small good and scholar in 2006, 2006 sorry, positive 
that mind wandering increases due to the practice effects, suggesting that as people become more familiar with the task, fewer resources are required to perform the task and therefore more resources are available for mind wandering. So this is very simple to understand. Whenever we have a, an agility to perform the task in our jobs, we are going to become more mind wandering. So what does this mean? This means also that you can mix the type of task that you are doing. This interpretation is consistent with the results that they obtain in the experiment that which demonstrate that task performance decreases with time on task as predicted by the resource control account. What is the resource, the resource control account? The resource control account is your pool of resources, the type of energy, mental energy that you have to pay attention, the type of mental stamina that you are used to whenever you are performing an activity. And this has to do, of course, with the type of preparation that you have. If it is the first time that you are encountering this type of activity or any type of activity, of course, that the complexity is going to be higher. So the time that you should spend in those type of tasks should be shortened so that your working memory starts um, nurturing and creating an expanded pool of resources. What is this related or how can we make an example of this? It's just like the preparation or the training for uh, extended race, more than 10K, let's say, more than 10 kilometers, or a short race. It is not the same type of training that you need for a short race or a sprint race, and your muscles need to be stronger in terms of the volume and the type of um, weight lifting that you are doing than when you do a race or of 5K, 10K or more. So the type of stamina that you need is really different and the type of training is different. So if you want your brain to expand the type of resources or the type of resource control account that you have in your brain, what you need to do is challenge yourself with complex tasks in short periods of time. An examination of the interaction between load and time on task revealed that in line with the prior research of on mind wandering, greater mind wandering was reported for low against high load trials. At the beginning of the experiment, in this case, it could be argued that more resources are available for mind wandering in low levels of load. So that is what happens. The type of duration is really important. So what can we conclude in terms of the attention, in terms of the resources, in terms of the expansion, and to what can we do to enhance our attention process and reduce the mind wandering uh, stages. 
Researchers have studied that demand-sensitive nature of the mind wandering in task while neglecting possible time on task effects. Prior funding was reported that mind wandering is greater during low against high demands used to advance the view that mind wandering relies on executive resources, but that these resources are privileged for use by the primary task to ensure its successful completion. So translated, this means that mixing the type of work that you have is the best strategy. One complex activity, preferably in the morning, will enhance your productivity, will warm up your brain, and then you can rest a little bit, a period of five minutes, that's all you need. You can close your eyes, you can breathe, you can just go for a short walk, you can drink water, you can even check quickly your phone. That's what you can do to relax your brain in that type of block. Then mix the low complexity task and then mix again a complex task, a low energy task and rest in between. In that kind of way, in that kind of a schedule, in that kind of block of time, you are going to be huge. You are going to be very, very big in terms of productivity. And you will feel motivated. You will feel rewarded. You will release more dopamine. You will create motivation. You will create confidence and your brain will expand in the type of connections because you are not overwhelming yourself by not knowing that your brain is not capable of doing everything. It is just, if I relate to an example of a computer, it is not the, the type of um, productivity or the type of um, performance that a computer can give you. If you have 20 or 30 windows open, it is not the same productivity that your battery, that the performance of the computer, and that everything that you are using from the device is going to give you than if you just open the activity or the windows that you are going to occupy. So it's as easy as that. The less you use in terms of the computer, the more battery you will have and the more performance you will um, create. And you will also make your computer much better in terms of efficiency. That's what you do with your brain. Your brain is your computer. So don't overwhelm your brain with multiple activities. That is just something that the marketing is trying to do to bias your attention towards what they want, doing multiple activities. Why? Because by doing that, you are not paying attention. By not paying attention, they can control you in whatever they try to, to sell you. So that's just the message that was um, perpetuated with that type of rationale. So now we know that our brains need training, need complex activities, 
at first time in the morning, then low uh, complexity, again, high load, low load, and resting in between. Just try it out and let me know in the comments how was for you in terms of productivity and how rested your brain was. Also, try to also look for the motions that you are having because your mood is going to be much better than when you are overwhelming yourself with doing a lot of these tasks. So just try to do your best in terms of mixing the type of task. Thank you very much for paying attention and we'll see each other on the next episode. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode and integrating with this community to cultivate more awareness and consciousness in your inner health to create a new generation of humans. If you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality merch, visit www.davidortegab.com. Remember that you can subscribe to become a premium member and receive plenty of benefits in all five areas of your life. Nutrition, metabolism, emotional resilience, consciousness and abundance for as low as one US dollar daily if you pay monthly or 82 cents if you decide to pay it annually. Now is the time to take advantage for these special prices and upgrade your life to how you dream to be.